Wizards Nation. Welcome to the very first episode of the Wizards Walkthrough with Chase Carroll. I'm the man previously mentioned, Chase Carroll, and I appreciate you guys coming along for the very first episode. This is something that I've been wanting to get done for a while, start my own podcast dedicated to the Washington Wizards, but with quarantine happening right now, I thought what better time to start than now. So thank you guys for joining along. I have plenty of topics I want to talk about today, and that includes John Wall and Bradley Beal. The national media has been trying to split them up for years, and they're even still talking about it to this day, that they do not want to see these guys play together. John Wall made some interesting comments that make you think that maybe they shouldn't be talking about this anymore. Uh, But before I want to get into all that, I also want to introduce myself, let you guys know who I am and what I plan on doing with this podcast moving forward. So a bit about myself. I'm a 2019 graduate of East Carolina University where I studied journalism. Name a college sport and I've covered it at ECU. I've also completed an internship at ECU's local ESPN affiliate, 252 ESPN Radio, where I was lucky enough to co-host my own radio show. I'm looking to take all the experiences I've made in newspaper and radio and bring it to the coverage of the Wizards that I believe is in need of more voices. For the most part, local DC media covers the Redskins, World Series champion Nats, or the Stanley Cup champion Caps. I want to provide a voice for the diehard Wizards fans that are out there, and I know they are out there because I am one too. Along with the work I've done at ECU, I'm also a current contributor with WizardsExtra.com. There I've written player profiles on Rui Hachimura, Davis Bertans, among many others. I've also done game previews, post-game recaps, and even trade deadline topics. So things like that. If you want to listen to it, you want to see it, you can find it at WizardsExtra.com, and I appreciate you checking me out. Before we get into the current state of the Wizards, I kind of want to dive into the reason why I'm a Wizards fan in the first place. You know, as we're watching Last Dance, episodes five and six last night, we see Michael Jordan, the kind of cultural impact that he played, not only in the NBA, but in the world in general. And for me, that was no different. Michael Jordan is the reason why I'm a huge basketball fan. But not only that, he's a reason why I'm a huge Wizards fan. And you may be thinking, you know, if Michael Jordan played such a huge impact on you and is the reason why you're a fan today, why are you a Wizards fan? Why are you not a Bulls fan? And to answer that question, I take you all the way back to January 4th, 2002. I'm just six years old at this time, and I'm going to my very first NBA game, and more specifically, my very first Wizards game. Who's leading the Wizards in those days other than one of the greatest of all time, if not the GOAT, Michael Jordan? On this night, he's playing against his former team, the Chicago Bulls, for the very first time. He dropped 29 points in an 89-83 victory over his former squad, And on this night, he scored his 30,000th career point, and he received a standing ovation from the D.C. crowd. As a six-year-old kid, I thought that that standing ovation was the coolest thing I had ever seen. One player achieving something so great that the entire crowd got up and stood up for you and cheered. From that moment on, I was a fan, whether he had done most of his damage with the Bulls or with the Wizards. Growing up in Northern Virginia... I was a Wizards fan. I wanted to be a part of that culture. And unfortunately, that culture hasn't remained the same since that night. There have been their ups and there have been their downs. But I know as a diehard Wizards fan, I've been there through it all. Now that you got a little background on me and the star that kind of helped me become the Wizards fan I am today, I want to dive into two of the Wizards stars that are currently there today, John Wall and Bradley Beal. And these are two guys 
that have played together for years now, and the narrative has remained the same for years, at least from the national media, that these guys can't play well together, they don't like each other, and that's just played out by now, and they're still talking about it to this day. No matter how much John Wall and Bradley Beal come out and say that it is not an issue, that they're friends, the national media wants to come out and stir things up. And even recently, Sports Illustrated has come out and you know, had a little discussion on if John Wall and Bradley Beal can still work. And you know, we're, we've yet to see if it will work again on the court. I personally think that those two will at least get them back to the playoffs. But I'm just tired of the narrative around these two that they don't like each other, that they can't actually play together, when in fact they've both come out and said that they can and that they really truly respect each other and truly need each other. We've heard both John Wall and Bradley Beal on multiple occasions come out and say, there's no John Wall without Bradley Beal. There's no Bradley Beal without John Wall. And I think for the most part, that's true. We've seen some individual success from Bradley Beal, you know, big numbers, big stats. He's obviously one of the top players in the game today. But without John Wall, he hasn't seen any team success. He hasn't reached the playoffs without John Wall. And for them to say that he's better off without John Wall, so far we have seen that that is just not true. And I think that goes the same way, vice versa. When John Wall's played without Bradley Beal earlier in his career, when Bradley Beal was injured, we saw John Wall put up some good numbers. But again, the team success wasn't there. These two, they're great players individually on their own, but we've seen that they need each other to succeed as a team moving forward. They've come a game away from reaching the Eastern Conference Finals with, honestly, a really terrible back end of their bench. You know, not very good front court depth, yet Bradley Beal and John Wall got them to within a game, and we'll see if they can build off that. You know, This is two years later. I don't know if they'll ever succeed again on the court, but I'm tired of the, the media coming out and saying that they cannot play together, that they just aren't friends, they hate each other. That's just not the case. And I think John Wall's comments on all the smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson really illuminate what I mean. Like I, and this is why I tell you what, like people say they don't know our relationship between me and Brad because everybody was like, well, y'all don't get along, y'all don't like. Bro, when I got the phone call, the first person that came out of my hotel room to hang out with me was Brad. Like, come to hold me. Like, like yo, you're my brother. Like, what you going through, I'm going through. And after they played that Real game against... And after they played that game against Charlotte, they lost. Brad didn't even get on the team playing. He drove down to be with me in North Carolina for the next two or three days. You see what I'm saying? So, like, I, I told the media, like, y'all think y'all know our situation, but he ain't had to do none of this. He right. could have just been a teammate. It's bigger and been than It's bigger than hoops. It could have been a teammate and a brother. and be like, you know what, man? He all right, I'm going to call him. I'm leaving. Now, he came to check on me, see my mom. And, and like that, this basketball stuff can end tomorrow. We never play again. Like, that's going to be Straight somebody up. I call my brother because – he was there in the town when I was there. And for those of you who don't know the backstory behind this, John Wall's mother passed away earlier this year after a long battle with cancer. And you know, she raised John on her own after John's father passed away in 1999 when he was very young. So John Wall was raised primarily by his mother, and that's why she meant so much to him. She helped him get out of you know tough situation. She made sure that he kept his head on straight. Make sure that he kept focus on what was truly important, which was to him was basketball. He made it out and now has five NBA All-Star games to show for it. He also has a son and another one on the way. So you can thank his mother, most part, for helping lead John Wall on the path that he currently is on. So with all that said, 
You can tell why his mother meant so much to him, just like our mothers mean so much to us. You know, Bradley Beal, he could have just shot John Wall a text. He could have hit him with a FaceTime, just called him. But instead, after the game, he drove all the way to see John Wall and stay with him, make sure that he knew how much that he meant to him and that he, he really cares for him. And to me, you can hear the emotion in John's voice as he's saying it. He, he truly means that Brad, Bradley Beal is a brother to him. He says that basketball could end tomorrow and they'd be brothers for life. And I really believe that he means that because that's something that a brother would do. He's there for him in his time of need. You know, whether they'll ever be able to get it done on the basketball court, who knows? I don't know. I sure think they can. But to say that they don't like each other, that it can't work because they hate each other, that's just a terribly played out case, and I really need to see it stop. I know that the local media knows that that's just not the case. I'm going to need the national media to really pay more attention. I know that they don't want to pay attention to the Washington Wizards, but at least do a little bit of research. At least hear what these guys are saying. They've been saying for years now that there is no issues between them, so why do we keep making it a national issue? That leads me into my next topic, which also comes from John Wall, also from All the Smoke podcast. He talks about how he believes that the best is yet to come for himself, how he's yet to play his best basketball in his career. And I, I don't know if that's true or not, but to hear him say it, it makes you really happy because you want to hear a guy coming off a major injury have that kind of confidence in himself. He explains how he had bone spurs in his knee and in his feet that really hindered him in the last five years. He played on it, and he played at a very high level on it. Some would say he was arguably the second best player in the Eastern Conference behind LeBron James in 2017. If not, he's definitely top three, top four. So I'll let you listen to what he had to say. I'm like, I can't wait to show them what I got, what I'm about. But I'm, I'm going to be better than what I was before, and that's the scary part about it because damn near my whole year, that. damn near the whole, like, my five years I was an all-star, bro, I played with two bone spurs in my knee and my heel, and people don't know that. Mm-hmm. So y'all like, Speaking like, of guard... They ain't even getting the best of John Wall yet, so like they just got a clip of him. So again, credit to the guys at All the Smoke for that great interview that they had with John Wall. And I loved what John Wall had to say there because, I mean, even if he isn't 100% John Wall, if he's 90% of the John Wall that we've seen in his career, if he's 90% of 2017 John Wall, he's probably still an all-star t- caliber player. And an all-star caliber player alongside the best Bradley Beal we've ever seen. Bradley Beal's only getting better and better. This past season, we saw the best of Bradley Beal. And there's nothing to show that he's going to be any worse than he was. He's still very young, and he's got a lot of growth still left in him, I think. So alongside with John Wall, a top-five passer in this league still, whether he's injured or not, that guy's going to still have his passing ability. So to hear him say that he believes the best basketball is ahead of him is only a good sign for what's to come. And here's why I think John's comments aren't too crazy. Yes, he's coming off two seasons, mostly missed to injury, one of which is a torn Achilles, and that's a huge injury to come off of. I know, not many players have come off a torn Achilles and been what they were. But most of the stars that have previously torn their Achilles did it towards the end of their careers. John is going to be just 30 years old by the time next season starts, assuming next season starts, 
And I think he has plenty of athleticism still left in the tank. We've seen videos of him doing his 360 dunks, his 180 dunks. We've seen him running in transition in scrimmages, and he looks just the part, just as athletic as he was previously. Maybe maybe not as athletic yet because he's still a little rusty, but I think we've seen that he can reach that athletic peak. But what we haven't seen before is a really – Good three-point shooting, John Wall. And I think we've seen also videos of John Wall this offseason and you know parts of this season that show that he can really become a better three-point shooter. He's made strides all throughout his career in that area. But I've seen videos of him knocking down three after three, working with Davis Bertans, working with Bradley Beal, working on that three-point shot. And I love what I've seen from him in that area because if he can add anything else to his game – that's the most important thing. He's already got the passing ability. He's had the athleticism, and maybe he needs to tone down a little bit on the athletic athletic drives to the basket, the crazy you know, acrobatic finishes at the rim, because obviously it's led to injury in his career. We need to see more of a jump-shooting John Wall probably later on in his career, and we've seen him have a great mid-range shot. So if he's improved that three-point shot like I believe he has – He's going to have a whole other dimension to his game. The first time that we've seen him actually be really dangerous from all three levels on the court, from three-point, mid-range, and attacking the hole. Add that to the fact that he won't have bone spurs in his feet and knees for the first time in years. I think we may be getting a really refreshed John Wall. That's going to be all for the first episode of Wizards Walkthrough with Chase Carroll. I just wanted to introduce myself a little bit, get into a couple of these topics to start. And I plan on having more later on this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to me on whatever platform you're listening to. Maybe leave a review and find me on Twitter at ChaseCarroll underscore. I'll catch you next time, WizKids. Kids.